Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth, real generational wealth is mental health. It's an inside game, no toxicity. Let's talk and more listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. Inner wealth podcast. Inner wealth podcast. Inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. I got a special guest in the building. Got my homie, my girl, Charisma. What up, though? What up? Yo, listen, uh, from afar, I, I always respected you. I always had some of the best conversations, I feel like, with you. Uh, just from being entrepreneurs, being black entrepreneurs, being entrepreneurs that's doing stuff that's not being done like you have a uh, you own a a jewelry manufacturing facility yeah you let me let me and and well i'm just saying let me let me (laughs) so you (laughs) you got a manufacturing facility which first of all somebody put me on to you a friend put me on to you it's like she owns this jewelry facility and you were making this custom jewelry that i've never seen before and then it was like wow she got her own manufacturing facility and you're doing way more and i'm gonna let you explain all of that too but so but again it goes back down to all respected your hustle and respected uh your ability and just when i have conversations with you you start you know you can do x y and z and when you ask those questions, I'm like, yeah, I know. And I know we on the same mental level because it's like, yeah, I got yeah. that all written down, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, tell us more what you what you do. You, you, you want to dive deep into the... Let's do it, yeah. The manufacturing I'm, and everything else. Let's talk about it. All of it. Um, yeah, I'm the founder and CEO of Guilt Farm. Guilt Farm is the only all-in-one print-on-demand jewelry design and manufacturing platform. 
So we help businesses create jewelry from concept to creation, and we start with something as simple as a paper napkin sketch. Mm. We have developed the technology, all proprietary technology, to facilitate that process of going from vision to design to execution. And then I also own Detroit's only full-service jewelry manufacturing facility where we do all of the jewelry production, leveraging 3D technology and mm. automation. Yeah, see all that right there. I'm like, why Why <laughs> you should be, I should, more people should know who you are. More people should um, understand what you built. Just the technology I saw over the summer with the, um, um, what do you want to call it? It's almost like, I've seen this type of technology for people who want to make clothes, mm-hmm. like T-shirt printing, yeah. and that's and that's kind of basic, you mm-hmm. know. But when you talk about jewelry, and I saw that thing, I'm like, this is this is awesome, this yeah. is dope, and you're like the only one who has this, right? The only one in the world, like to be a black woman that has never like that is doing something that has never been done before mm-hmm. is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it all started from you know my background as a jewelry designer. Um, I built this global jewelry company, this e-commerce and direct-to-consumer company in my basement in Detroit in the hood. Wow. Right? And I was teaching. Well, I first started. I started very young, but I was teaching myself how to make jewelry, but not just like... And not to say that this is the way, like like the uh, an inferior way, right? But I'm teaching myself how to work with precious metals and pouring molten metal into molds, and like having a feeling like a real life alchemist in this basement, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, making these jewelry products. And one thing led to another, and it took me all the way from you know Detroit all the way to um, Paris. Um, to Fashion Week and showcasing collections um, consecutively each Fashion Week. And then from there, the jewelry being sold in 15 different countries in places that I've never been, who, you know, my customers would speak languages that I don't even, (laughs) never Mm -hmm. even heard of. And so at that time when I started, I was like um, struggling through that process, but also recognizing the amazing accomplishment of, you know, turning my dream into a reality of starting a jewelry brand and then furthermore being able to express myself, like Mm. having this brand as a means of self-expression and then being able to generate revenue from that. I was like, wow, okay, like I'm doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. And then I was like, okay, well, I hit, you know, like doing it, I'm realizing I'm doing everything myself. And so that's a lot, (laughs) you know, like that is a lot, especially when you're doing production. Like I'm um, to give you an example, uh, let's say Fashion Week is in January. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, making the designing. I'm in the creative mode and I'm I'm designing the the products and then I'm producing them. right? Right. So then. After I produce them, I take my initial collection, Paris Fashion Week, and it's in my showroom. Buyers come in and they buy the collections. And then they say, I want 100 of that. I want, you know, 200 of this. I want 400 of that. And I take these orders back and I have to come back to this basement in Detroit and make it all (laughs) myself. And um, then I, at the same time, am like, 
navigating, you know, customer service because I have a full, you know, uh, fully fledged e-commerce situation direct to consumer and I'm getting sales from that. So I have to fulfill those orders. And I was like, wow, like, this is great. You know, like they call these champagne problems. Like Mm -hmm. I have people that want my product. Now my problem was, is like, how do I, how do I create the product? How do I develop it? And then when I went, it may sounds very simple. It's like get a manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I did that, or like when I started to go through that process, I talked to every manufacturer in the U.S. And I was like, I am going to (laughs) fail with them, but I'm also going to fail without them, right? And so, and it was really because, and we can dig into that, like the traditional jewelry manufacturing Mm. um, industry is really dated. Jewelry is the oldest thing known to humanity. Like we've been adorning ourselves since the beginning of Mm. our time. And Mm. so the industry is so, so old and it's hard to to navigate. It's expensive, lead time, supply chain. It's it's crazy. And so I was like, well, that's not sustainable for me. I'm not going to hit my, like where I want to be in terms of, um, you know, my goals for my company. And so what what I wanted didn't exist. Mm. And so I took a moment took pause and then I built it. So how is um you know being underfunded cuz that's typically you know we have these bright minds and these these great skill sets and great product but then we're underfunded and we can't we can't do what we need to do. So how has that helped you though in in the personal journey to to be more resourceful? Um yeah, so I think like the first thing that comes to mind is that within every obstacle is an opportunity to learn and grow, like Mm -hmm. to shut it down. (laughs) Okay. And I think that's one thing about um, black founders and black women founders in in particular, Mm -hmm. such as myself, is that resiliency. So, I mean, I did what I needed to do in order to make it happen. And so when I started, I actually was like, you know, trying to to fundraise and, you know, navigating that process. And I was like, wow, okay, that's one, that's one way to go about it. And then I happen upon another way, which is non-dilutive capital and starting with grants. So Mm -hmm. I first got like my little bit of seed money for launching um, a manufacturing facility um, from a grant. Like that was the first thing. And so it's Mm non-traditional, right? So typically... When you're thinking about starting a business, you might want to go to a bank, get a bank loan, maybe a line of credit, maybe hit up some angel investors. And if, you, if you're if you well-connected or well-networked, maybe you'll go the venture capital route. Um, I didn't know about that. And when I first started, I started really young. And so um, I'm still, like, navigating the process. And it just made sense for what I was doing to um, – to explore the venture, I mean, to explore the non-dilutive capital route and get a grant. So I got city grants, um, the grants from the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, mm. the New Economy Initiative. And I think that, like, that was a great starting point. And, you know, still to this day, having those relationships within the city, within the state and federal level. Mm-hmm. Well, how has it been with, um, one, you said you grew up in a hood. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So how do you, you know, a lot of times when we, when we hear things of that nature, we think that, well, I'm from the hood, so there should be a um, a lower expectation from me. But you never had that expectation that you should be lower than or less than, 
you know. So mm-hmm. what 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 was it that helped you shape your mind early on to to even see life the way that you saw it at that time to be doing alchemy in your basement? <laughs> like what are the what are the things that in, inspired you? That's such a great question. Um, so it was like the way that I was uh, brought up. Like yeah, mm-hmm. we were in the hood, but you know, I saw my mom. Um, who was so much about, like, having a sacred space. Like, our home was our refuge. Our home was our sacred space. It was our temple. It was it was everything. And she really shaped that for us. And so she, as, a, as an entrepreneur herself, she was like, well, I want to build this, this sacred space. I don't have the, um, the finances. She, we, I'm one of five, right? Mm. So she's like, I got five kids, and you know, I'm, I'm doing, try, like, trying to do what I love, and you know, generate revenue from that. So it was hard, right? Mm. And I saw her like figuring it out. <laughs> like I saw her, like for example, building the life that she wanted to live in. Not just for us, but I think for for her too. Mm. And so, um, an example of that is she was like, "I like I have a standard aesthetically. Like I want to feel good in my house, and I want it to look good." Mm-hmm. So she would cut tile. She's like, "I need maybe like I need to get a new kitchen floor. Like I want my kitchen to look nice and to right. be representative of like how I feel on the inside, mm-hmm. like my queendom." Right. Mm-hmm. So my floors, they're not looking right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to redo them and I'm going to buy the tile. I'm going to cut the tile. I'm going to lay the tile. I'm going to grout the tile. And I'm going to have my kids sit here, watch me, help me pass the grout, you know, wash it down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a part of family project. So we may have lived in um, a community that's filled with blight. And um, it being like maybe even in a dilapidated house, you know, certain areas in the house that didn't work. Right. Um, There was times in that in our house where we didn't have like a functioning bathroom. Mm -hmm. Right. And we watched my mom like put it together. (laughs) She's like, I need I'm gonna figure out plumbing. And she did it. She put it like she could <laughs> to this day put mm-hmm. in a toilet, a whole shower, and you know all of that. And so seeing that was um, for me. I I took that and I transformed that into an understanding that you can actually build the life that you want to live. Like you can build your queendom, regardless of where you are, where you start off at. No matter I think, where you I at. think that always is a, um, the thing is thinking that. We're just going to magically um, be where we want to be from start. Yeah. But it's a growth. It's a growing process. And one thing that you mentioned that I've saw with my own parents is just what you just talked about was a can-do spirit. There's nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm going to make wherever I go be my place and my place of peace, mm-hmm. and do the best I can with what I have. And I think how you think social media is changing that with newer generations. You think they are more anxious about getting to this end goal, or do you think that um, they have unrealistic expectations? How 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 have you been navigating the the different um, viewpoints of these generations that's a little lower behind us now? That's a great question. I I don't I don't know exactly. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm deep. In the in the round in the work, like I am in the, I am deep in the weeds of like like building uh, legacy, mm-hmm. and so I I can only speak to how social media impacts me, and I use it as a tool, 
Mm. Right. So right. Um, and I can be better at it. Right. <clears throat> like I'm just like for me, I am looking at ways where, OK, here's this thing that exists. How can I use it as a tool to better what it is that I'm doing to better myself? And so I actually curate my social media experience. So I follow people that inspire me. Mm-hmm. I fi- follow people that I um, that are smarter than me, that I can learn from. And I follow people that are in this community that I am working to build every day. So I think my social media experience is different. And I, going back to what I said previously about building the world that you want to live in, mm-hmm. I think that extends to the... Yeah, uh. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive. And that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. The social media world as well, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I I say that every time, you know, on the podcast about being able to um, watch what you're taking in because that that becomes a part of you. You do take that energy in. I mean, if you watch a movie and you have these reactions where you're jumping or you're flinching or you're clinching, you know, it's like, what's happening? You're responding to what you're watching to, what you're watching. So anytime we scroll, we're just responding to what we see. So my YouTube, I sit for probably three, four, maybe even five hours a day just looking at some of the <laughs> most smartest stuff out there. I'm like, I want to be, because before you had to say, well, I need to be around smart people. Mm-hmm. But where are the smart people to be around? You don't even have to worry about that today because you can easily get on the internet and there's somebody teaching you about something, mm-hmm. you know, that's way smarter than you. And, and you just want to be around them to pick up that information, yeah. you know, and then you want to see them put it in action too. Yeah. So... I think that's that's very important for people to hear. But when people come, I know you're deep in the work, and I'm deep in the work too. But you still get people who come around you, and they they think that 
you got to where you got to, and it was just like an easy experience. So what are, what are the challenges? Let's talk about some mm. of our, both of our mm-hmm. entrepreneurial journey challenges. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's, what's one of the hardest things you've had to overcome? Um, let's talk about recently. Mm. Uh, let's talk about like right now, right here, right now. Okay. What I'm working on right now um, is, you know, okay, so actually when I first started, there's also like I mean when you are when you you come from where I come from, um, there is this uh, narrative, mm-hmm. right? That you that I experienced, which is like okay, well, I think a lot of people will connect it to like the crabs in the barrel mentality, where it's like oh mm-hmm. you're trying to get up here, <laughs> but. I don't want you to go up there. Like, I'm going to pull you down or I want you to, like, pull me up. And then by, like, you know, hanging on to your um, your coattail, I'm going to, like, inevitably, like, pull you down. But um, so there's, like, that mm. mentality. And then so there's the, also. So there's crabs in a bucket, barrels, yeah. which I'm, about, yeah, I need, I'm trying to pull myself up. And so can we expound on that, too? Because I experienced that, but kind of in a different way. I think it's almost like sometimes where. Specifically, if you're doing something very monumental and big, and I think that what you're doing is that as well. So when and what comes with that is value. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, look at that! Like, I can see the value in what you're doing all day, and I'm just like, there's no reason your company is not a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. I think it is, mm-hmm. you know, and other people can see that too. So what what happens is they want you to be their savior. Yeah, yeah, or they want you to be their ticket. Right, like, like, Still yeah, the savior, the savior Sis, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like here you're is you're my meal ticket. Here is here is a gold mine, like mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like here is a gold mine here. Um, and I think it's really for me, I'm learning discernment mm-hmm. and being patient with myself. But I think just being discerning of the people that you keep around, like that's all you can do. I noticed that I in the past would. I would allow people into my space because I see the God in them, you know, because mm-hmm. the God is there, mm-hmm. you know, and all of us yeah. like that, like, like we are amazing, incredible creatures. And I would say majority of us don't know that they're not living in that. They're not um, practicing that they're not remembering it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, OK, like there's so much opportunity and I see it in you, but they don't see it in themselves. And so. You know, we could all get it together, together, right? And I, I'm, I'm all for that. Like, cause if I win, you win, right? Yeah, if you, right. If you hold, if you are um, showing up as your best self every day, just as I show up as my best self every day, mm-hmm. we are going to win, right? Like that, there is no um, doubt about it. But there are people that, and I think that's what you're getting at. Like, those are there are people that don't necessarily see their light. Because if they did, they wouldn't need your the the, the ticket from you, mm-hmm. right? They wouldn't need you to be that gold mine because they would realize that they are their own gold mine. Right. They just have to go within. They need to find their inner wealth. They, they do. <laughs> you know, and that's something that people don't see. But um, I think in the in the past when I was just starting my business and and looking towards scale, it was like okay, like I can see that person's potential and. I am looking right now, like this next phase for me is not necessarily about like 100% like, oh, here's the potential. It's like, well, what are you doing today? I, I swear. 
<laughs> I've been having this conversation. I said I'm so done with potential and me having to shape and mold and mentor potential. That's cool. I've done it. But I have value here. I'm expecting you to come and just bring value. Yeah. So I don't have to do the But here's the thing. Here's the potential. You it's, can have you can have potential too and still add value. Yeah, for like sure. Like I I am I have the potential of being a a, a billionaire. Mhm. Right? I'm not a billionaire yet, but I'm doing those things today. Right. Adding the value today to mm-hmm. to realize that potential. And I think that there is nothing wrong with having like like yes, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to to be able to um, up level and level up on your own, right? Right. And for yourself, right. but it's like I think the biggest thing is like, what are you doing today? It can be a small thing. It could be um, a, a big thing. It. it mm-hmm. What are you doing today to realize that potential? And I think that people, I mean, some people may not be. They're not. <laughs> really like mindful of that, right? Or intentional about it. And so I think that for me, I'm I'm looking toward like surrounding myself with people that are doing the work today. And it could be work on themselves, work in, in their community, externally, but mm-hmm. there needs to be something that that they're doing, right? Um and, and I think because that also inspires what we're doing together. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like I was saying about the value is just not being a completed product, but I'm talking very specific when we're talking about people you're hiring to do mm-hmm. things. It's just like oh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm bringing you on to do this, so I this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you find what my experience has been has always been um, emotional things that come into play, and and you find this with every business because people who have unresolved traumas and stressors in their life, they go to work just like everybody else. Right, so where are they, who are they working for? <laughs> right, corporations and companies. Right, so when you when you bring that into these, you know, these types of uh, energies together, and um, oftentimes the, the the corporation or the the business, small business, can't really function in the way they want to function just because all of it, everybody's baggage is blocking them. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of uh, employers are going to move away from human resources. And go to artificial resources. It's always is already happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just did it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I I just did it in a way. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything maliciously. It's just like, how can I get this done the most efficient and effective way? Yeah. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. And then there's also like, I mean, even as the as a founder and as a CEO, like, I I'm very intentional about my inner state. Mm-hmm. my inner being and I put in the work you know like yeah. when I first started my business um I I shaped my um hours around therapy <laughs> like my like me going to therapy like tra- like traditional talk therapy mm-hmm. and I think that's important and mm-hmm. like whatever works for you but finding your um finding your thing that will allow you to get toward that or work toward building your inner inner self and your inner wealth right mm-hmm. and i think that that starts from within especially when you're building something that is like when you're bu- building le- legacy or building a company like you want to make sure that you are not pouring from an empty cup absolutely and so i started off very mindful of how I show up, 
Mm-hmm. And I think starting with myself is literally the most important thing. And then my hope is that when I do that, that my employees, my team will see that. Yeah. And then they do. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, this is what I need. Right. And so um, it is that expectation, right? It is just a given that everybody's showing up as, as, them, as their best selves because they understand the importance of not pouring from an empty cup. You can't give what you don't have, <laughs> right. first of all. Um, and that's why for for years, I mean, I'm so glad that for my business, I was my business is surrounding that, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm the number one client. You remember those right. commercials back right. in the day? It was like, what was it? What was it? Hair club for men or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just a spokesperson. I'm the client, too, yeah. or something. And that's right. how it is. Like, I spent years, and I still do, doing my own stuff. And I, I found that. In order for my business to grow, so this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's go deeper into that. In order for our business to grow, that we have to, we have to change. We have to grow. We have to evolve. Mm-hmm. We have to take on the challenges. For instance, okay, you're a small business and you want to grow, and I'll tell people, go raise money. How do I do that? And so, it's not just about the information. Go raise money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's easy, right? Mm-hmm. Go raise money. Go do crowdfunding. Go go talk to a VC. Find a VC. But the belief surrounding all of that may stop all that from happening. Don't matter that the information. Information is free now. We can easily. Who wants to be a millionaire? There's thousands of books about it, but you can go read about it. But going into action and going on the journey and fighting the things, not really fighting, but having those the certain <laughs> stimulus come up, yeah. and now let's see how you're going to respond. Yeah. Like Neo, like this, right? Okay, you just came out of the Matrix. Great. We give you all this information. They poured it all to his brain, and he's Morpheus like, okay, show me now that you got this skill set. Mm-hmm. Goes in, gets beat up, right? Mm-hmm. It's the difference between knowing and walking, and we learn that from actually walking and doing the work, not just I got the information. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuck in that informational stage mm-hmm. with all these podcasts and books and memes all out. It's like you do know at some point yeah. you got to stop with yeah. the information. Yeah, there's a lot of noise. Practice. Yeah. Put into work. You know, and I and I, I know what you say. Like I heard you, and this is what you said, David. I've been in the lab. I don't hear mm-hmm. all this stuff because I'm immersed. Yeah. In my world. Yeah. See, I hear a little bit more because I'm more engaged on the social end. You see that a lot. Uh-huh. But then I get burnt out from that. Like, I got to. I just want to be in the work, Charisma. I just want to do the work. But yeah. at the same time, that front is and is, is important to shine your light. I love that you said that because that's something that I'm working on. Shining right? your light? Yes. Because you got a big you, light to let shine. Me, let me tell you why, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, or let me tell you. And so starting, um, can I cuss? There's this, <laughs> there's this bitch who do you think you are narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Like coming from where I where I come from is like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to build a tech company? Bitch, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You want to build a manufacturing company? Like, and it's not just coming from, you know, um, I mean, it comes from everywhere, especially as a black woman doing what has never been done before. I was working through that narrative that, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that was an external thing. Like literally people would tell me like, bitch, who do you think you are? Like, 
And it would even be like people that I would have around me when I first started. Like, I'm like, these are my friends. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to do this and it's going to be this way. And they'd be like, bitch, who do you think you is? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and make a joke about it. And, you know, and that would just kind of like, I don't know, like I would ignore it or, but you know what happened is that seated in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. And so, I actually, when I was, you know, um, just starting out, like, had to work through that because it would come back up. It would be like, in my mind, I would actually say to myself, well, bitch, who do you think you are? Because I had it coming toward me from all of these external sources, even from media, even from, like, the statistics of the number of black women that don't get venture capital or um, being an underfunded business. Like, the media, the world tells you. It's right in your face. Bitch, who do you think you are? Right? And so... That's me, like, I'm like, I'm unwinding all of that, deconditioning that Mm. entire narrative that um, I worked through. And so that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm in the lab, right? And I'm just going to do the work. And I'm going to show you who I think I am, Mm. right? Mm. I'm going to show you who I know I am, Mm -hmm. like, who I know that I am. Like, I think that that is very, very important. But for me, my process was and I think everybody's process is important and I think it's important for everyone to find their own mm-hmm. to find what works for them. And so for me, I'm like I am that alchemist in the basement. I'm about to go mm-hmm. like and I'm going to make some magic. I'm going to turn lead into gold. Right. And I'm going to show you how I did it. Like I'm going to show you who I am. And I think I think that's just a part of the process. That was a part of my process. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm in the like I think beyond like turning lead into gold, now I can shine the light, right? Now mm-hmm. I can share that. Um, but there's also that those fears of like, you know, how, um, you know, how, um, like flies um, and mosquitoes are like attracted to light. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that there's also like not dark forces or like dark energy that is also um, attracted to light. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of scary. Like when, as a light being, it's like, oh, okay, well, like if I shine my light, like who's going to try to like come for me? Mm. Who's going to, because now that I'm visible, who going to try to, who going to come for me? Yeah. And when I learned throughout that, like this is all like mental work. This is me journaling. This is how I got to all of this is I'm journaling. I'm going to therapy. I'm talking like to myself, talking to people, like, mm-hmm. and having these conversations and just living, doing the work. Um, but what I realized is that, yeah, darkness is there. But you know what happens is that when you shine brighter, you actually over, yeah. over, like it, you, you bring, uh, like you shine that light so that there is no more darkness. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's how you um, bring light to a, a dark and empty room. You just turn on that switch. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think like being a, and even if you just have like a lamp in a dark room, just the area that's surrounding that lamp. Right, that's enough. But you know what you can do? You can turn it up and bring up the brightness in the entire room. And so mm. that's what I've been focusing on is like looking at how I can bring, um, turn up my brightness and, and shine that light in so the entire room. you turning it up today on Inner Wealth. That's I'm why doing, you're here, right? So is this, is, this, is this the launch of the turn up <laughs> of the light? This the turn up. <laughs> no, but for real. I think that that's something that um, I've been doing other things as well, but mm. Um, I think that's what's in, important and being intentional about that. So that was mm. the thing that I said to myself is like, I'm going to shine my light more. Um, and I think not just for like 
just me. But no, it's because not for you. you know <laughs> it's for they, say, others, they right? say you can't you can't be what you can't see. And so mm. um Say that again. You cannot be what you cannot see. Like mm. so you and it's not just like me like going to social media and seeing, right? Or in the media in general, just seeing. It's like can you close your eyes and can you see yourself being exactly the person? And sometimes people that may not have that um, imagination or if they're just so overburdened with that bitch, who do you think you are narrative where they it can't even like fathom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's like I if, if there is a way for me to um, <clears throat> to share experience, to share all of that's light. Right. And so um, I realize that it's not just for me, but I do um, a disservice to my purpose by not sharing what I've learned and um, the experience as a a whole. Disservice to my purpose and just being who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, just just being a representative and a figure. People see you and and that's a that's a big inspiration to see, again, things that you've been doing and the things that where you come from. Um, even if you didn't come from that place, it's still inspiring, you know, yeah. it's still inspiring what you're doing and what, what you've created for yourself and having that vision and, you know, overcoming that, those voices, we all have them. We all have those voices. We all have that, that energy. And it's always, it's always a test. And let me read this. Cause I read this for my mom. I sent this to my mom and it was something I posted, um, about 10 years ago. And it just, just, it spoke to me. And, you know, look, I'm saying the same thing it said to me 10 years ago. I posted, this speaks volumes to me. It's Greg Braden's work. I don't know if you know who Greg Braden is. But he says, no one is immune to the cycles of balance and change. Regardless of how large our families are, how many friends we have, how many books we've written, or how successful we've become, we all have a trigger point that invites change into our lives. Interestingly, the trigger appears to be different for everyone. While we may believe we have a neatly arranged life as something that we can regulate and control, all the while each experience in every relationship is training and preparing us for something that may be beyond our control. Mm. In doing so, we move ever closer to the moment when we'll be given the opportunity to, to demonstrate our mastery over our betrayals, viol- violated trust, and hot-button but- issues. It's only after we've put out our last spiritual tool in place to create the balance. However, that we signal our readiness, it is our balance that says, hey, I'm ready. Bring it on. Now we're ready to demonstrate to the universe what we've learned. Mm. So back to that mm-hmm. back to that Neo thing. Yeah. Morpheus invite him. Yeah. You 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 said you got some information. You think you're good at something. Now here's this opportunity. Mm-hmm. To demonstrate, mm-hmm. so okay, you you've been watching some videos, and you, now here's your opportunity to demonstrate. So I'm gonna go in the basement and burn some shit up. Mm-hmm. Probably don't know <laughs> what right. I'm really doing, yep. but it's all right because I have to do this. Yeah, I have to fail, and no, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Check that off, right? And that's the biggest thing. It seems like when I talk with entrepreneurs, it's like everybody's afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. But the failing <laughs> creates the opportunity, yeah, and gives you now because I guarantee you, you ain't making the same moves that you made. How long you been <laughs> in business now? Uh, over a decade. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, Eight. yeah, ten years. Yeah. So think, yeah. you ain't the same charisma. Oh no, I'm not the same, David. Like 
the discernment is up now. Yeah. I know how to spot certain things. And I had to allow these situations to pop up to give me an opportunity to say, learn. And then the next opportunity come again and say, here's choice. It's like a video game. It's mm-hmm. A or B. Mm-hmm. It's A or B. You know, like the video game part, like... like you know how when you plan, I used to be a gamer back. Like when okay, I was getting, we'll like, talk about games. What games are you playing? But, but like when, like you know how when you're playing a video game mm-hmm. and you learn something in one level, mm-hmm. you know what happens on the next level. You have to use that mm-hmm. same thing that you learn, that skill set, and so it's the same thing. Like after each level, after each level, it's you are learning the thing that, or you are winning. That that level with the thing that you learned previously, mm-hmm. and so what happens in the very end of the game is that is all of these skills, you gotta all pull of these it all tricks, out, right? you got to pull it all out just mm-hmm. to beat that like that big monster, that big you know. And that, you that know thing. all your tools. You know everything, and so that's really like what this shit really is. Is like you know, like you are learning each level. You are learning something new, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna take that information onto the next level, and then that like you you don't you don't need to learn it. So it's just like muscle memory, muscle memory at that point. But at the same time, at this new level, you are gonna learn something new, right. and then so now you have. A, a toolkit of all the things and all of the experiences that you went through, but also the lessons. And I think it, it's hard for entrepreneurs to really like capture that because all we see is highlight reels. It's like, yeah. oh, here's this deal or here's this thing. You don't mm-hmm. really see. And even to myself, I, you know, I'm definitely guilty of highlight reels like well it creates the dopamine for right people. like here's the update like yeah. and you know like i've been in a lab and here's all the other fucked up shit like right yeah. <laughs> that, that occurred to get here like, right right like but the reality of it is it's just understanding like mm-hmm. that everything that you see um has a world of experiences you just see the bloomage right you don't see the roots that that that's beneath the soil and you know and that that's a lot you know that's very um i mean like that's something that we don't really see so you're not really thinking about it but i'm i understand like when i see somebody like one of my friends post like here's this like amazing thing like you know maybe quote unquote their highlight reel i understand like damn like they put in the work to get there. Like, yeah. like that's a lot. Like, yeah, because you know, you, you know, so you know, when you sit down with them, like, let's talk about the real stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about the struggles that really built you, like, and how it built you and right. what you learned. Like, that's the conversations you really want to have with people, like, not just all the highlight stuff, because that doesn't do anything for you, you know. Um, for instance, in terms of like when you start seeing people like that get pretty big and popular and they start doing things like say 50 cent or somebody else. Oh, I filed for bankruptcy. Why'd you file for bankruptcy? Oh, he's broke. Like, no, you're not a part of the game. You, you don't, you, you haven't been part of the game long enough. You don't understand. That's an opportunity to protect yourself. Bankruptcy. Mm. People don't know that mm. because they never been there. They never done that. But it's, but, but from the outside, it looks like you're losing. It's like, as long as you are still going, you're never losing. Mm. You know, I'm 15 years. Yeah. I've had trials, tribulations. As long as I'm still alive and in the game, I'm still alive and in the game to keep going to fight the boss. Yeah. I think that's important. It's just that re- resiliency. Mm. Like, how do you keep moving forward? Yeah. Like, 
by any means necessary. And moving forward could be like letting something, some people like go. <laughs> like, yeah. like that is a part of moving forward. So I, that's my, my mental is like, okay, well, how do I move forward? But also understanding that like sometimes moving forward requires rest in a, in a, a place or a period of just like, okay, let me, let me like process, let me organize. Because when I, like when I come out of this, Right. Like, it's going to be no games to play, okay? Like, that's mm -hmm. what, and that's how I do things. Like, when, um, like, maybe I experience something, a challenge in the business or whatever it is, it's like, okay, depending on how it hits, like, I might just be like, okay, let me, let me take a moment. Let me meditate on it. Mm -hmm. Let me pray about it. And because I understand, <laughs> I'm going to keep moving. But it's important to keep moving within um, a state of balance. And that's right. where, you know, from that quote, it's like, once you find that balance, you are mm. not one to play with. Let me ask you and how you, because um, this is how I see things. And I see it very spiritually, but again, it's a part of the game, right? Because in a game, the algorithms are set up very specifically, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I found that not resisting what's happening to me and just allowing it to be what it is and choosing the least path of resistance to it allows everything to come and flow much smoother than mm. being highly engaged into it and um, adversarial to it. I'm learning that. <laughs> You're learning that? <laughs> I'm learning that. I am a, for real, like, Aries energy fire sign. Mm. So I'm like, I need, like, like, how can I control? How do I take control of the situation? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, universe, like, Gnosis, like, it, like this, is, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's something that um, I think you naturally want to try to control it. Mm -hmm. And I love the path of least resistance. Like, I say that. Even, like, my friends will be like, um, I have this one friend that would be like, Charisma, path of least resistance. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Like, little reminders um, because I am definitely, like, you know, high energy. And when it comes to the business is, like, you know, high performing. And, like, that's just that's just how I am. And um, just understanding that there's that balance. Yeah. I, I learned it from being burned. So mm -hmm. did you, did have you, is that what you're learning from being, from taking the path that's not the least resistant? Um, I think it's just like, I, I have been learning it for a while. Like I'm something like mm. through being like through my, my journey of um, spirituality and like mindfulness is like mm. just understanding like that, like don't everything is going to happen the way that it's going to happen mm -hmm. but also if you trust that everything is going to happen um for you not to you then then that's it and i actually learned that from experience where i have so many receipts of how the universe has like had me had my back Mm -hmm. Like, and so when I feel a moment of like doubt or if I'm trying to resist a, a challenging thing or whatever, like I just pull out my mental receipts and be like, oh, this is, you remember when, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, um, here are all the, these things and in, in, um, examples of when the universe, when God, when, when, when my higher self, like when we, when I had everything figured out was, um, just like by not knowing what was next, like you that's, know? that's when the mystery comes. Because yeah. when you think you know what's next, you collapse all other possibilities. Mm -hmm. You can know what your outcome is, your main vision outcome, 
But how you get there, it's not up to you. Yeah. You know, it's not up to you to how you're going to get there. And that's always one of those, uh, that's a law of attraction principle. Yeah. yeah. But oftentimes people get stuck with the law of detachment. Detaching and know that you're still going to be able to get what you want. So, okay, you, you went after a house and you couldn't get that house. Oh, we closed. We thought we were going to close on it. It fell through. It's something better. It's something better. Yes. It's something that better doesn't mean that it's going to look exactly the way that you want it to look. It's but exactly what you need. And then once, you, once you're in it, once you've moved past it and you're in this new thing that came about, you're like, I'm so glad we didn't get that house. That's it. That That is it. That's it for me where I realized where it's like... <laughs> Oh no, like I thought I had it figured out. Like, no, I mm. didn't. Like, yeah. here is something that I couldn't even have imagined. I didn't even know what was on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's the beautiful thing of leaning into that path of least resistance. So, th- so all these things, again, the uh, law of attraction, uh, law of detachment, law of resi- least resist- resistance, mm-hmm. I think these are all just, um, these are just algorithms in the game. However, we want to look at it, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. whether we're in a simulation or not, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> it could be in a simulation, but I'll tell you one thing: it acts very much like a simulation. The laws of the universe, and it don't matter who you are, mm-hmm. don't matter how morally bad or good you are, they work if you put them into practice, right? If you understand that. Um, so that's, those are a few of them that I've learned on this journey is just, you know, cause again, you can tell me this, a lot of times when we, as business owners, we get stuck with destination mentality and we think that's going to save us and make us feel better mm-hmm. because I'm having, a, I have a lot of success that comes in forms of, you see things like, oh, you are on CNN and, and that means things to a lot more people and you can get that little dopamine hit and rush, and then you'll come down and you'll say, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, you're constantly, you're you're constantly looking next. after it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy before somebody uh, puts in $35 million to, into my business. Mm-hmm. So how did you get there? How did you get to that place by, of being? By understanding that it's been a trap that they've been promoting. Mm-hmm. As a kid... I didn't know anything outside of my two-mile radius. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy with riding my bike around the block, going to see a friend, sitting on the porch, going in the backyard to play basketball. Like A lot of my good memories in my life is when I had very little, very little knowledge and very little money because you're a kid. But I had, you know what I had? I had access to all of my internal resources but as as you get older and those traumas happen, mm-hmm. take away from the resources. So now you don't have the resources. You, you're starting to divert those resources to threats that may be in front of you or no longer in front of you. But your brain and your body is still processing them. It's using your resources. So the more you keep having them, betrayals. Betrayals are a huge thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's specifically when you feel like you're in a safe place. And you're relaxed, and you find out what's why is my what's going on with my back? <laughs> Somebody stabs you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that that's, that's a very yeah. traumatizing thing, Ooh. right? And then you take that to other situations. You take that to other situations, other to relationships, relationships to yeah. jobs, mm-hmm. on and on and on. 
So as a kid, if you look at the Bible, it always talks about, you know, uh, do children no harm because they're in their right mind. They're in their true self and they have all their resources unless they've been traumatized before they even came out the womb. That's a whole nother story. But and and their environment is not right, but they are already attached to the joy. Look at them walk around and just find fulfillment in like a paperclip or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, it can't be, well, when my business blows up, then I'll feel better. No, I'm being played Mm. because I'm going to wait to feel better until something external happens. That sounds horrible. Mm. That's not that's not what I'm doing. So that had to learn that. And I already had an example of it because I had a great childhood. Doesn't mean that trauma wasn't there. Doesn't mean that I didn't have a black experience as a uh, a black man in Detroit. We we saw what was all going around us, but I had a mother and a father mm-hmm. who made a home mm-hmm. that was a sacred place, was a peaceful place. So I always been able to regulate back down into myself. So my journey and just in my own health and wellness, I had to reestablish that and get back to that and understand it's not the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I so cool, I'll do my business, but I don't see it the way that other people see my business or see everything that's happening either. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate it, but I'm happy anyway. Yeah, you know? I think that's important. Like, And I think that's when, um, like, going back to doing a disservice to your purpose is, like, not enjoying it while you are doing it. Mm. Like, having fun with it. Like, really, and that's the thing that I, even, like, just bringing joy to <laughs> to, to to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and having, um, just having fun with it, too. Like, there's a lot of pressure, like, yeah. with, with running. You have a lot of responsibilities, and I don't trust and believe I don't play, right, when it comes to uh, me being about my business. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I have, I enjoy what I do, so naturally, I have fun with it. Yeah. Well, that was well, some. What some of the ways that you do have fun? You know, like just not even in your business, just in your own life. Mm-hmm. If you can share, what are some things that you enjoy? I mean, so I like to. Um, I I mean, I like to just like do what what feels good in that moment, and mm-hmm. then like honor that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and it's so stupid. I'm just such like a silly, like, <laughs> um, like fun loving person when it comes to just like being like, so I just had like a dance party with my, my nieces and that's what, you know what, that's what auntie is going to come over and do. We're going to have a dance party mm-hmm. and we're going to have fun with it. Like, um, or if it's just like a matter of, um, like, I, I really enjoy um, learning new things. And so I mm. love to read. And I have fun with it. Like, I'm like, my mind, like, I turn into this, like, child when I learn something new. I'm mm. like, oh, how can I apply this? And it's really exciting for me um, in, in that instance. But I think for me, it's like I, I feel happiest and most joy-filled when I am honoring what it is that I need in that moment. That's, that's powerful. Because then it's not just a thing you go to. It's just, what do I need right now? Yeah, what do like, I want to do? Like, I have a hard time with people like, well, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, I don't have it. <laughs> like, like I like to read. like that. But that doesn't feel like, you know, a hobby. It just feels like that's what, what I like to do. Like, that's mm-hmm. just what I do. Um, and I really enjoy my work. 
And so, um, and that can be like, you're just like, okay, sometimes you need to like step back and just yeah. like go to sleep <laughs> like, mm. or like just chill off, mm. off that. I bit. love taking naps. I, work. You know, like, <laughs> I you, honor that in myself. I'm going to take a nap. Sometimes you just need to chill. Like, mm-hmm. or at least I need to, I have a hard time with like stopping mm. because I enjoy it. I'm deep into it and I, I get excitement and fulfillment from it. Um, mm. But I think that there is just like, for me, it's just important to um, honor what is needed in that moment. And that's how I know that I'm like on my path. If I'm like, uh, and it could be something simple, like, okay, take a nice bath, like have mm. some incense going and like, you know, maybe a, a podcast or some some music in the background. like, Or it can literally be dancing like a fool um, because I can't dance, and mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, have fun with it and um, really just, like, I think just enjoy this beautiful, like, life experience that, that we have. But you got to see the beauty in it, yeah. right? Yeah. And so. Because you can get easily you know. get caught into uh, the, the trap of capitalism, yeah. you know, in terms of just, like, having to always be productive. You know, it's sometimes like like life, like adulting, like um, just uh, America. Like it just feels so ghetto. Like, no, like it's, it's just it's, so. It's just so. Like I'm like, man, it's ghetto here. Like on earth, sometimes like no, it's just I, like this. This is you. this is this ghetto. But enjoying what, like, just I don't know. Finding that that's really I think a strength of mine. Like. If um, I were to be asked, like, what what is one of the gifts that God gave you that's extremely unique is my ability to find beauty. Like and um, and that's something that I think has really led toward my resilience mindset, resilient mindset, which is like, okay, well, what is the light? What is the beauty? Where is the opportunity um, in in the situation? I can always find it. Mm-hmm. It might take me a minute to get there, but understand that I always find it. Yeah, those are those are great positive uh, traits to have. Now, again, back to that that mindset development. You you got uh, can do spirit from your mom and. Um, it seems like you took that and shaped it to your own, you know, self. What are some of the other things that you've done, like, you know, books you've read or uh, people you like to follow or mm. ins- inspirational things? That's a great question. I got, we don't have to leave it in the show notes because I got so, I literally read so much. It's kind of like but when I have something. time. Okay, so. There's, there's, there's something that you've. That sparked mm. you in your life mm. that you saw that was like, wow, there has to be something. I mean, there's always little steps too, but there's something or someone that you saw that you like, ah, that's, I like that person. Mm. Or, well, I can only, I think there's so much, like, there's so much when it comes to, like, you know, let's say, um, like, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like, you know, really like understanding like how the mind and the body works and Mm -hmm. from the the, the quantum physics perspective. But Mm -hmm. then there's also like, you know, um, the I think his name's Ryan, um, the book um, Finding the Obstacle in the Way or something like that. Something like that. The, obst- mm. the obstacle is the way. Um, the obstacle is the way. Is the way. Uh, and that's something, like, I read that book, like, way too many times. I have it on an audiobook, and I'll just pull it up. Like, that's something that, like, that's a, a really great um, 
a really great book on finding the opportunity and obstacles because that's the thing. Like people will take like under the people think that the path to le- of least resistance is like I'm not going to go take this route that I know will be filled with obstacles. Mm. It's not that. Yeah. It's about going like walking toward that and understanding and being calm, right? Being at mm. peace and at balance when going through those obstacles. Because the obstacle is literally the way. Like you learn and you grow so much when you go through those things. Yeah. And so I love that one. That one's something that um, really, really like sparked me more recently. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, I read that book and I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> let's yeah. get it. And then. Well, it's back down to that video game thing, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. you, you can't go to the next level until you go fight. Yeah. Or deal with the thing that that takes to get to the next level Mm -hmm. back to that thing okay so at the point where i had never raised money before in my business in the physical location i'm like i need to do something i need to dream bigger Mm. to drink thinking too small and 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 i got that from a friend of mine he said man you you got venture capitalists want 30 times return you raising five hundred thousand is nothing you need you need something that's gonna scale like this and i was like and it challenged me. I was like, well, what can I do? <laughs> like, And then I really start thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to create a holding company. I'm going to raise money. I'm going to have all these other companies. Just, But that didn't all come in one phase. It just it happened over time. But I had to like look at my limitation. That was the op- obstacle. Mm-hmm. It was my limiting belief. Yeah. And I think another thing that early, when I was young, I read Napoleon Hill. <laughs> Thank you, Grow Rich. When I was young, young, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my first, well, no, not my first job, but like at my jo- one of my jobs in high school, because I was, I was that person that I knew exactly what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I was gonna, um, I worked jobs and reinvested into myself, and um, that was like my whole thing. But I worked at a bookstore, and that was my thing. I, I, I worked at Barnes and Noble, and mm-hmm. I would find all of these like books and sell self-development and self-help and so I read Napoleon Hill at um uh like at 16 Mm. um and um you know so many other like self-development mindset oriented sort of books yeah definitely thinking grow rich was an early one for me Mm. um Joseph Campbell uh, the power of the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. like so that, and then a lot of um, books on spirituality. So, so Joseph Campbell is the one who wrote uh, talks about the hero's journey. That mm-hmm. was one of our uh, one of our uh, service packages called the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. We're all on this journey. Yeah, we're all on the hero's journey. Yeah, we're all in the game, but not everybody's playing it because mm-hmm. they may be, you know, stifled. Something may be blocking you from playing, but. This is the game, and it's funny. Now we're creating another world in a meta metaverse. Even though I'm like, now I'm like, what is the metaverse? It's not even a thing. It's not even a real thing at this point. It's just, it's just you know, mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of people creating games, and just because you can play it with a crypto coin, it's the metaverse. Like, but but anyway, uh, we're all in this, you know. And it's like, and I can see people now. I'm like, I see where you're at in your game. Yeah. And I see the obstacle that you have to face to get to the next You know level. what's interesting about the whole metaverse? Um, well, it's not even about, like, metaverse, really. But I think what's interesting um, about it is that we – it is a an expression 
um, of the fact that we can build the world that we want to live in. Mm-hmm. What, whether you want to live in the metaverse, whether you want to live in this <laughs> world, right? Um, understanding that you can actually craft it, you can build it, you can shape it, you can build this world in this physical reality, or you can go build a world in the metaverse. I think it's all like, or you can do both, or you can do both. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. you know, I and that's an exciting <laughs> prospect for me. But mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, um, there was something that. I I mean, don't quote me on this, but I want to say um, Anais Nin, um, who is a French uh, writer, mm-hmm. said is I something I'm paraphrasing, but um, I went to build my own world because essentially living in others, the world of others was too painful. It was too difficult. And that, I remember, like, I wrote that down. I read that, wrote that down with a piece of paper, and I carried it with me. And that was my reminder of, okay, like, in this world, if something goes down, like, if something happens and it's traumatizing um, because trauma happens, um, I would pull out that paper, and I'm, like, drawing a blank a bit on the quote, but I would read it to myself and remember that, Oh, I am in control. I could, to an extent, like I can build my world. I can start to curate the people that I want around me. I can start curating the things that I want to do, um, the music I want to listen to, the way that I want to feel is kind of based on how I cu- create that and curate it. And so that was, that was, I think, for me, how I was able to build this mindset is like, oh, well, you have this world that you want to live in, that you want to create. Here are these things that you need to to do in order to get there. These are the the pieces of the puzzle that you need to put together. Right. 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 Again, here's the blueprint. Mm-hmm. What is that blueprint? And um, and it's funny, it's the blueprint, Jay-Z, you know, two albums called The Blueprint, some of his best work. And... Um, when you hear some of his conversations, he's saying the same things. You know, he's like his. He said his uncle was like, "Well, you can't do that," and he was like, well, "Why not?" Like these limited perceptions. If he lived in his uncle's world, which is his mind of limiting belief, then he wouldn't be Jay Z. Mm. You know, so I can't live in other people's worlds and realities because what I believe I can do and what you think I can do is two different things. Mm-hmm. And if but if I live there with you, then I won't be able to be the full essence or the expression of who I really am, my God self. So that's what he's kind of saying, right? And I think back down to that thing where your mother created your own world, Mm -hmm. your own reality. It doesn't matter down the street what was going on. You only see what's in front of you anyway. Mm. Let me tell you, you only need three things to make anything a reality, whether you are making a piece of jewelry, whether you're building a business or building a world for yourself. Three things. Okay, give us the blueprint. You need vision. Vision. You need design. Design. And you need execution. Execution. That's it. Like you need to, vision is you need to be able to picture yourself to visualize um, what it is that you want, right? Mm -hmm. You start there. And then designing is you start to put things into place. You start to organize the, um, the elements that are needed. Right. That's mm-hmm. you're designing, you're fashioning what it is that you just vi- visualized. Mm-hmm. Right. Or envisioned. And then you go out and you execute <laughs> like you. Those are the only three things that you need to make anything, any idea, any ex- like anything a reality. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Yeah. And that's where I think that's the exciting thing about guilt form is the fact that 
um, we're we're empowering empowering people with the tools to 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 make their their vision a reality, and we do that with our technology and in our process, which connects those three things. Vision, design, and execution. Everything mm. about Guild Form connects that. So that when you go there, now you have a platform where all of those things are aligned for you and that you're that much closer to making it a reality. Mm-hmm. What we ask our customers to come with, our creators to come with, is just vision. Just bring the vision. And, and we got and, you. And, you know? and that's the hard that's part, it. though, because yeah. just bring the vision. <laughs> like it's, it, it, You'll be surprised. Like people, people have vision. They have the vision. They're, what stops mm-hmm. the vision is the designing and the execution. Mm. It's like, how am I going to fashion this? So usually, like, they'll have an idea and it stops because the prospect of building it is too scary because they're like, wow, I got to navigate this whole, like, manu- ancient jewelry manufacturing industry. Like, yeah. I'm about to do that. Or even, like, with fundraising, wow, I have to, like, get told no a hundred times to, to get to one yes. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Like, but... I think that that's the thing. People stop at the vision, and then yeah. they lose it, and then yeah, that, that's that's really very that's very true. Is everybody got vision, right? Like yeah. I said, it's everybody can see it, but what's the thing that stops you from even going to do it? Yeah, it's like either not having access to the tools and resources, um, and then also not knowing what that tools and resources exist. What's the other thing? What's the step before vision? Okay, here it is. We need we need. A can-do spirit, yeah, intention, like you gotta and the be ability to be. About it. So let's let's put can-do spirit, mm-hmm. belief in belief in yourself, mm-hmm. and that's that's add those three, and then that's close it off with resiliency and resilience. You gotta <laughs> keep doing it because <laughs> you can have those three and don't have resiliency to make yeah. it through, and and that resiliency you may need that in step. In between steps two, three, four, mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, I think, but that's also resilience is like, you, these are like characteristics that are needed, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need to be resilient in order to execute. Like, because you don't just execute it or stop at executing at one. Right. You don't go out and do it again because you just learned all of these things. You developed a, mu- a muscle memory, so you don't go out and do it again, mm-hmm. right? So execution is like, that is, for me at least, I I feel like I'm going to be doing work forever. <laughs> like, I'm always going to be doing something. Yeah. So I'm never going to, like, execution never ends. And in order to execute, I think resiliency and, like, mindset, like, all of that is mm-hmm. inside of that, too. And then having, like, in terms of vision when it comes to, you know, having that can-do spirit. Um, and then even, like, I mean, like, you you have to have that to have vision, you have to be like, even in that part, you got to be resilient. I think uh, resilient um, and being resilient throughout this entire journey is is important because it, you you need that. Did your did your therapy uh, sessions and you're doing your inner work? How did that um, make you become more resilient, or how did that help you along the journey with things that were coming up coming up? You know. Um, so my therapist would be like, "You did the work." Like I'd be like, "Thank you." Mm-hmm. Like this was nice, and it would be like, "You, you did that." And what I noticed was that for me, it was just reframing, like a lot of reframing the things that I would tell myself, like, mm-hmm. um, or uh, and what the things that I would say to myself, or things that I would think even like it was just reframing. Like again, like an example is, did this happen to you, or did it happen for you? 
Like that's mm-hmm. a, a quick reframe. Right. Right. And so that's um I think that that was like the biggest thing for me is just like reframing a lot of and that's like deconditioning a lot of the things that, you know, I endured uh growing up and just living living this life. It's like I know you you you're in Detroit, but oftentimes I don't feel like you're in Detroit cuz you be <laughs> cuz you so in <laughs> you so in the work. Mm-hmm. And I I don't see you on social is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And but I don't even I don't even hear your name a lot. And I'm like, she's over there doing something. Mm-hmm. But your name is known elsewhere too from yeah. what you're doing. It's like you don't have to be and, and I'm saying that too, because it's it's not like you have to be you don't have to do the social thing. It's an, it'd be cool if you did, because that's gonna add some more light. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're no more or less powerful. No, we, you're still we doing just, your thing. Yeah, I mean, like we um, were rated a top app and top pick on Shopify, a global leader in e-commerce. Mm. Right, like being able to be the only, like being the only platform that allows for creators to go from um, like design to online and e-commerce instantly, mm-hmm. and be able to access things like drop shipping, like custom dropship jewelry, which has never never been done before. Um, so, like being able to be seen by a global leader like Shopify, like mm-hmm. that's you. I'm like, okay, like there we go, like that. That's cool. And um, so it's like we're still like I'm definitely my focus has been like how do I align myself the team the the mm. business with the tools to um to be successful mm-hmm. you know to to align and reach their goals right and um while while I'm quiet and like you <laughs> head down like mm-hmm. in Detroit but not in Detroit like doing it mm-hmm. um because I'm in my own world we also um partner with credit key that allows for businesses to access up to $50,000 in design and production financing right on the platform. Mm. You know, so being able to um again bridge that gap like okay, you got an idea and then now you got a a, a product. How do you like how do you finance that? Or how do you like fund that that business? Mm-hmm. So being able to have that option right on the platform is like Incredible. And then even to like the point where we we recently launched the Creator Roadmaps last year. Um, Creator Roadmaps, which allows for our creators to get a step-by-step roadmap on how to do, how to accomplish their goals. And it's all like personalized and generated using our technology that's also Mm. proprietary. Their goals and creating jewelry or just period? Yeah, for their jewelry line, okay. right? Okay, so, so thinking if a business comes in, say Inception wants to come in, we want to make our own products, and mm-hmm. then here's you have the credit piece where we can scale, and then you have this um, this other piece that helps you kind of guide the business along mm-hmm. in the whole process. So you like, you're creating a whole ecosphere for people to get in and kind of be handheld along the way with their own jewelry business. Is that is that more accurate? A hundred percent, yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. So um, at the time of the um, onboarding process, when brands are creating their accounts, they're going to ask, they're gonna, going to answer some questions. And those questions are considering where they are mm-hmm. where they, and where they want to be. Right. And then so our technology from there will generate a personalized roadmap that gives them a step-by-step guide on how to get there. Like that is... Like game changing, it's a proven roadmap because I've done it, I've been there. And so you'll have a roadmap that's for you and your goals, and you'll be able to follow along and even get support throughout that journey from 
my team. Now, I already know you're thinking about this, so I'm just going to say it to you, but I'm pretty sure you're like, yeah, but you can probably take, you can probably create your own um, almost like open C platform and have people mint their own jewelry from your 3D design, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. I like the way you think. Yeah, well, I'm gonna need to invest in that. Okay, <laughs> that's a good idea. Cause I saw that one day and I was like, oh man, she's she can get people to upload that, use that, mint that. I mean, obviously, it's technological back end stuff that needs to happen, but for the most part, that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, for their 3D avatars. Yeah. So what's the next steps with your with your company? Like what's the next goals for you? What are what do you wanna what's the next step in the visionary process? I mean, you've come a long way, but uh where do you wanna go next? Um, getting closer to our creators, uh mm. and developing continuing to do our work with developing tools that make it easier and faster and more efficient to develop jewelry products from concept to creation. So that's our goal is like next steps for us is we're going to keep keep doing it, keep getting closer. Um, so we we launched a partnership with Credit Key for financing and um, launched our um, – Guild Farm print-on-demand Shopify app, which is top-rated in the Shopify app store by the Shopify team. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, so, like, we're just focused on just getting closer um, and providing more access to tools uh, to be able to power jewelry products. What's the response been from the creators? Um. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. like what? Like, um, we have so many um, creators that are just, like, blown away uh, when they find out about Guilt Form. They're mm-hmm. like, what? Um, and, I mean, our, our traction in terms of scale, like, we're, like, we're growing quite rapidly um, in terms of new creators that not only are jewelry designers, but, like, creators that aren't traditionally like jewelry companies right so um like a cbd company is like i want to start making jewelry right um or like inception right Mm -hmm. could make jewelry and so i am excited about being able to um help business owners brands creators uh tap into this 330 billion dollar opportunity 330 billion. Yeah. yeah. Well, I said you're going to get your slice of that. Yeah, it's absolutely. A, it's a bi- it's a billion dollar company. Yeah. I, I just want I just want a little piece. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> All right, we'll guys. Talk. Until next time. La, 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 You've been la, listening to the In the World podcast on EYL. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. 
Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big.